myself from my overthinking. If you're listening out there, just repeat after me if you're struggling with your past and say, Let the Lord know. Just say, Oh. declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now, this is a new day. This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria.
Jacob and speak it thou O Israel my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God has thou not known has thou not heard that the everlasting God the Lord the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not neither is he weary there is no searching of his understanding he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Let us bow. Heavenly Father, we thank you once more and again for another night that you have allowed us to come together to learn more about your word, your will, and your way. We ask, O oh God, that meditation of my heart 
would be pleasing in your sight. We ask most of all that something be said, something be done on tonight that will cause an unsaved man, woman, boy, or girl coming asking what must I do to be saved. We thank you for another opportunity uh, to be your spokesperson in the land of wickedness and woe. We ask, oh God, that you would, uh, that you would have your way even at this moment. And we'll be so ever mindful to give your name all the praise and all the honor that it so rightfully deserves. In the sweet and precious name of Jesus, we pray. And all who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. First of all, let me start out. Let me start out with some wonderful, exciting, uh, excellent news. Uh, Mount Horeb. Uh, coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, the second Sunday, uh, we will uh, be gathering in our temporary location. Somebody praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are doing for us. We will be in our temporary location. Uh, the address, the address for this location, my brothers and sisters, is 101 Little John Road. And that's the whole word little, not L-I-L, but the whole word little. (laughs) 101 Little John Drive. That's in DeSoto, Texas. Uh, Zip code is 75115. That will be our temporary location Uh, for the foreseeable future, but I place emphasis on temporary uh, because we shall continue to move. We bless God for the opportunity uh, to be able to be in a a location temporarily, uh, but that's not the stopping point. And so we want to continue with our faith uh, in, in our God that he will continue to open doors that have never been opened before as far as the Mount Horeb Baptist Church is concerned. I say all the time, the Lord is a perfect gentleman because every time I turn around, he keeps opening doors for me. And I'm just thankful, I'm happy, I'm, I'm excited about what God is yet doing. Uh, now with our temporary location, Uh, We will have to change our time of service for our mountaintop motivation, which I'm 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 good with. You know, it's it's a temporary uh, it's a it's a temporary I won't say inconvenience because it is a a convenience, but it's a temporary movement uh, so that uh, we can continue to do what it is ours to do and to reach the heights that God has got, has called us to reach. And so with that being said, our uh, mountaintop motivation will not start at 945, but it will start at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock for our mountaintop motivation. Uh, the address once again, and it will be on, on the, the comment section, 
101 Little John Drive, DeSoto, Texas, 75115. Now we're inviting everyone, uh, since our congregation uh, is small enough, uh, we're inviting every one of our congregants uh, to meet us for our the entrance into our temporary location. I'm happy to announce as well uh, our wonderful, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the national uh, Baptist recognized living legend, uh, the author of many books, my father, our executive pastor, will be preaching our entrance service on this coming Sunday. And so we're hoping, we're praying that everyone will come out. Uh, we will be practicing social distancing. We will be uh, enforcing you have to wear a mask. Uh, all the rules that have been put in place to prevent the COVID-19, uh, those will be in place. We have sanitizer and all that type of stuff. Uh, but please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, come on out and be a part of this wonderful wonderful service uh, as we make our entrance into our temporary uh, location. Amen. Amen. So once again, that's 11 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, please make plans uh, to be with us. Uh, secondly, as you see, get your knee off my neck. Uh, this wonderful t-shirt that I am wearing, the first lady of the Mount Horeb Baptist Church uh, brought me this t-shirt and I felt the need to wear it on tonight. Not only does it serve as a memorial uh, to George Floyd, whose uh, homegoing celebration was earlier, and the many other countless folk who have lost their life due to the hands of those who are, are meant to protect and serve us. Uh, but I, don't, I, I wear it as a memorial to him, but I wear it also as a message to us. Uh, yeah, we, we, got our we got our knee on each other's necks. Uh, each, time, each time that I go out, and practice my right to uh, vote and others of us who who don't vote either because you think your vote don't count or uh, you just don't want to vote for either one of the candidates whatever the case may be but when you don't cast your your ballot you got your knee on somebody's neck and I'm mainly talking to people who look like me uh, black folk, uh, we've got to do better. It's not enough to uh, rally around the cause, to be reactionary uh, around the cause, but we have to be proactive. And yes, I, I, I agree with you. I believe, I believe that those who were, those four cops uh, should lose their job and should go to jail or whatever the case may be. That's my belief. I, I don't know if that's God's will for their individual life, uh, but I believe something should happen to those individuals. 
But at the same time, it doesn't stop with them just losing their job. We have to do our part. And so I'm encouraging each and every one of us. Uh, elections start, the, the, uh, the elections start next week. Uh, the pre-election uh, starts next week. We're encouraging everyone to register to vote. Matter of fact, uh, Sister Nash, if you're on the line, I know you are. I want to make sure that uh, everyone in our congregation uh, who wants to be registered or who is eligible, eligible to be registered, we want to make uh, voters registration cards available uh, for them. So I don't know how you're going to do it, but I, I, I have confidence uh, that you will get it done. And so we want to make sure that each and every member of the Mount Horeb Missionary Baptist Church is eligible to vote by registering to vote. Uh, you must be registered by the 15th. Oh, that's what it is. You have to be registered by the 15th, June the 15th, in order to, jo uh, to take part in the July 15th uh, elections. So please, sir, please, ma'am, it starts right now. If, to the build up to November. And so let us all labor uh, to get our foot off of each other's neck. Every time a black person kills another black person, yes, we got our foot on somebody's neck. And so we do a lot of harm to ourselves. And so we're, we want to, uh, that's, the, that's the reason why we want to be community driven. Uh, we want to help our community uh, to be the community that God has called us to be. And so we need everybody to go out and get registered. Not just Mount Hoare, but everybody who's eligible uh, to be registered. Now, with that being said, uh, welcome to our Tuesday Night Insight. Uh, we're still in our study on happenings at Horeb. And if you remember on last week, we talked about, uh, well, we, we originally talking about why would we name the church Mount Horeb. And so I felt the need to do some studying on the word Horeb and, and find out some the biblical significance of uh, Horeb. And I say, I say Horeb because there are so many conflicting ideas as to whether it was a mountain, whether it was a mountain range, whether it was named Horeb or whether it was named Sinai. But uh, the, the, what I want to place emphasis on is those scriptures in the Bible that mentions the word Horeb. And through mentioning those scriptures, maybe we can find out some biblical significance as it pertains to the name of why we would name the church horror. And on last week, we talked about one of the reasons was so that uh, we can be a mountain of mission. Remember, we wanted to be a mountain of mission. Um, uh, horror was the place where uh, Moses encountered the burning bush. He had the theophany uh, where he had an appearance of God and God gave him uh, the vision that he had for Moses' life, and which was to go and 
and go back to Egypt and free the Israelites. And so this week, we're going to go uh, skip, uh, skip a little bit further in the book of Exodus. And this time we're going to uh, go to uh, Exodus chapter 17. Yeah, Exodus chapter 17, and we'll be looking at verses 1 uh, through one through 7. Exodus chapter 17, in verses 1 through 7, we'll house our lesson on tonight. And, and it reads, starting with verse 1, and all of the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, why chide ye with me? Wherefore do, you, do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, what shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. And behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of, of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us? or not. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and the doers of his holy word. Um, last week we talked about a mountain of mission. Well, this week we want to talk about a mountain of ministry. Uh, as we talk about the biblical significance of horror and and what's, what's really interesting about this study is I really didn't start studying Horeb until we named the church Horeb. But through my studying, uh, I found it pretty interesting uh, that the lessons that I'm looking at fall right in line with our motto and our mission uh, which is moving from religion to righteousness by creating a Christ-centered, captive-freeing, and a community-driven congregation. And so it's, 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 
I'm at awe about uh, what God continues uh, to do through the Mount Horeb uh, Church and through this study uh, that, I, that we are taking part in even now. And so we want to talk about a mountain of ministry with a subtopic, uh, refreshment in the desert. Uh, mountain of ministry with the subtopic of refreshment in the desert. Yes, uh, my brothers and sisters, we're, we're living in a world full of thirsty individuals. Yeah, it's the young folk who categorizes or defines thirst as someone seeking uh, some attention, whether it be sexually or whether it be financially. Um, thirst is someone uh, seeking attention. And I want you to know on tonight, my brothers and sisters, that in 2020, that the thirst is still real. Yes, there are a bunch of thirsty individuals. And believe it or not, so a lot of folk are thirsty spiritually. And they need some attention from a spiritual perspective. And like I said on last week, we focused on Moses, who is still uh, our focus on tonight. Uh, we focused on Moses receiving his God-given mission at Horeb. And now we skip uh, to this pericope where the children of Israel are now into, a, now into their 40-year journey in the wilderness uh, from, the, from Egypt, uh, the exodus that they received from Egypt. And the Bible says, that they came on a place called Rephidim. Now, uh, last week we figured out, we found out that the word horror uh, meant desert or desolation. And so with that description, with that definition, I come to my school of thought is that horror is the name of that entire mountain range simply because... Uh, a desert is uh, a, a desert or a desolation uh, includes a large, I, I won't even say a large mass, but a mass of land. And so with that being said, I, I, I think that I believe, like I said, there are so many different schools of thought as it pertains to uh, Horeb, the mountain of God, Mount Sinai. Uh, there are theologians who believe uh, that that. Sinai and Horeb are synonymous, and then there are theologians who believe uh, that Mount Sinai and Mount Horeb are two different mountains. Then there's a school of thought that uh, back in, 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 back in those days, uh, when, when, when they mentioned the word mountain, a lot of the times not only did they mean one mountain, but they meant an entire uh, region of mountains, and so uh, we can pretty we can kind of say that Horeb may be the entire mountain region. But according to the last two studies uh, that we're looking at, the first one when it says that it that Moses came to the mountain of God, 
even at Horeb. And then we look at this text on tonight and verse number six says that uh, I will stand before thee upon the rock in Horeb. And so that leads me to believe uh, right now that leads me to believe that Horeb is a mountain range. But but that's not important on why we're doing the study. I just wanted you to know uh, why why it reads at Horeb and in Horeb. Uh, but the 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 uh, the important thing that we want to gather out of this lesson is the biblical significance of Horeb and see if we can tie that in to our church and see how how we can be the Horeb of 2020. And so we found out last week that Horeb means desert. The name means desert or desolation. And then we look at this, this place, Rephidim, and its meaning, it means refreshment. And so that's why we we subtitled this lesson, Refreshment in the Desert. Yes, because uh, 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 Rephidim was supposed to be a place of refreshment. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that uh, Moses knew his way around this area. Remember on last week uh, when they said that Moses was leading his flock? Uh, and so he led his flock in this general area for at least 30 years of the 40 years that he was in Midian. And so I'm for sure that he knew uh, this area like the back of his hand. And so when God was leading them to this area, I'm for sure that he knew exactly where the refreshment source was. And we'll, we'll get back to that later on in the lesson. But 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 Rephidim is it's meant to be refreshment. Uh, but then it, we'll, we'll notice that uh, as we go on, that Moses will later change the name of Rephidim uh, to Massa or, or and Meribah. Massa meaning uh, testing and Meribah meaning contention because it was there where the children of Israel were they tested the Lord and, and then they complained about uh, their situation. And so uh, he changed the name after later on in this text, after God gave the victory there against the um, uh, Amalekites. Yeah, Amalekites. He gave Israel the victory to Joshua and the Israelite army. While Moses stood on the mountain and Aaron and Hur supported his arms and each time his arms would stay up, Israel would win. But as he brought them back down, they would start to lose. And so Aaron and Hur thought that they would just hold his hands up. And so they end up beating uh, the Amalekites and, and Moses changed the name uh, from Rephidim to uh, Massa and Meribah. And I, I know I may not be pronouncing that correctly. I'm not fluent in Hebrew, uh, and so I tend to read things with, from an English perspective. I know that's not important, but I, I know there may be some theologians out here, some uh, Greek and Hebrew scholars. And so please allow me to, to just throw it out the way uh, that God <laughs> gave it to me. And so, and so 
um, when we're so 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 the children of Israel have been led to this place of refreshment, and it is right here, my brothers and sisters, that we find three things, uh, three interesting things as we talk about being a mountain of ministry. Uh, talking about the Mount Horeb Baptist Church being a mountain of ministry, we notice, first of all, that as we look at this text, that God knows where the camp is. That's the, that's the first point. God knows where the camp is. Matter of fact, I kind of want to use the same three points also that I used on last week, meaning uh, we must... The reason for uh, Mount Horeb is so that the people of God can realize God's vision for them. And along with realizing his vision, we must know, we must tell folk that God knows where the camp is. Uh, but let me explain it to you. It's right there. It's in the text. In, in verse 1, it says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin, after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God knew exactly where he was leading the children of Israel. Yes, he already knew about Rephidim. He already knew that it was supposed to be a place of refreshment. He already knew that once they got there, that there would not be any water to drink. Yes. Exodus, Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21 tells us that God led the congregation of Israel with the pillar uh, of a cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And so God was leading them to this campsite where they ended up camping at in Rephidim. And, and he knew where the camp was. He, he knew where Rephidim was, and he knew that there was no water in that place of refreshment. And at the lead of God, the Israelite journeyed and moved from encampment site to encampment site as they made their way from Israel to Canaan. And, and in this account, uh, in Exodus, they say that after they left the wilderness of sin, that they came to Rephidim. But then if you go to Numbers, you'll find out that there are a couple of more encampment sites that they made along that journey before they came to Rephidim. But the, but the amazing point here is that, that he knew exactly where he was leading the children of Israel. Yes, I, I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that God's vision uh, for us is, is better, if I can say better, if you can get better than 2020. I don't know if your vision can get better than that, but God's vision is, it surpasses anything uh, that, that, that is good or great in our eyes. So his vision, his supernatural vision, his uh, spiritual vision is better than ours because he don't, he's not just looking at the place that we are at now. 
A lot of times as men and women of God, we focus too much on the present, focus too much on what it looks like in the present because God is not looking at our present. He's looking from a perspective of eternity. And so he knows what he's doing through each and every one of our lives. And I simply want to tell you that God has birthed Mount Horeb in the midst of this desert in which we live in for us to bring about refreshment to a thirsty world. I wish I had some help up in here. He, he put Mount Horeb here so that we can be refreshment in a thirsty world. And not only Mount Horeb, I don't want to make it exclusively Mount Horeb because all churches that are open in his name are meant to be refreshments in a land of thirsty individuals. Yes, it's, it's, it's desert all around us, my brothers and sisters. It's, it's desert all around us. It's the beaming sun rays of racism that surrounds us. It's the dry bushes of COVID-19 that surrounds us. It's the burning hot grounds of moral degradation all around us, which leads people to be thirsting for the water of life. I wish I had some Bible readers up in here. It's, we're, we're put here so that we can uh, we can offer, if I can put it in the words of that wonderful uh, uh, church opening song, when you open the doors, an invitation song, we offer Christ to you. That's what we want to be about as a church, as the Mount Horeb Church. We want to offer Jesus Christ to all who will come and darken our doors, to all who will come and talk to us on a daily basis. We want our lifestyles to look and to sound just like Jesus. We want to be refreshment in this desert in which we live in. We want to be a place of refreshment. And so we know that, that God leads and where he leads, he won't leave. Amen. He, he won't leave where he leads. He led the children of Israel to this, uh, to this place that was supposed to be a place of refreshment, uh, but they could not find any water. There is a school of thought that says that the reason they could not find no water because it was an oasis there at Rephidim. But the reason why the Israelites could not get any water, they said that the Amalekites uh, prevented them from getting water. That's one school of thought. Um, but and, and I'm like I said, I started out by saying Moses knew these uh, knew this area. And so I'm pretty sure that it probably was a because I don't think it would be named refreshment if it wasn't any water available. And so uh, their, their reasoning for not being able to get nothing to drink may have been, may have been that the Amalekites were uh, guarding the oasis and would not allow them uh, to get any water, which explains, if we're believing in that school of thought, which explains the battle between Israel 
and Amalek at the end of this chapter. But the important thing to note is that he knows where the camp is. You would ask why in this society would you decide to organize a church? Why would you take the time to uh, try and start a church from the bottom, even uh, with the social unrest going on, with the pandemic going on, and folk not being able to gather like they should, or or like um, uh, the moral degradation, the the movement of folk away from the God of our salvation. Why would you take on such a challenge? Well, I can tell you that it was never my <laughs> it was never my thought uh, to organize a church, but it was just the way that things planned out in our lives because God, I've, I've always made, tried to make it a point uh, to be led by God in all that I do. And so with that being said, I rest in the fact that God knows where the camp is. He knows what's going on around us. He knows exactly what's happening, but more than that, He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think. He has all power to do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. And whether or not you allow him to have his way in your life, most of the times he's going to do it anyhow. And you're just going to have to fall in line. You, you know, he, he wanted the children of Israel, Israel to... Uh, go into Canaan, the promised land. And because they did not go into the promised land, he allowed them to wander a little while longer until they came to the realization that God was their banner. Yeah, that God was their banner. And so, and so when we think about Mount Horeb, think about that God knows exactly where the camp is. He knows that we're in a desert situation. He knows uh, that it's, it, it seems to be a hard thing to do to organize a church. Uh, but I'm confident that he is leading and guiding us in the way that he would have us to go. And so with that being said, we want to be a mountain of mission. I mean, of mission and a mountain of ministry. We ain't really touched the ministry portion yet. I'm just setting the scene. So that's the first point. He knows where the camp is. But secondly, my, my brothers and sisters, we must realize that when we're talking about Mount Hor, that God knows what the complaint is. He knows where the camp is, but he knows what the complaint is. Look at verses 2 through 4 in our scripture text. And it says, Wherefore the people did chide, and that means complain. Uh, they did uh, chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide with me? Why complain to me? Uh, wherefore do ye tempt the Lord. Why do you tempt the Lord? You see, my brothers and sisters, a lot of times when we complain uh, with our leaders or complain with those whom God has placed in leadership roles in his church, you're not arguing with the leader. All right. Uh, some verse number three says, 
And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And then Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. The, the good part about uh, the complaining, the good part about where we are, my brothers and sisters, is that God knows already what the complaint is. Yes, there's, there's a complaint out there in 2020 about the church not being all that she should be. Meaning the church is all about money or the church is all about uh, if, if I can put it in our motto sense, all about religion, coming to church on Sunday and Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, whatever day you go to church. Uh, the complaint is that that's all that we do is go to church and we don't make any uh, attempts to be relevant in this time. But the good thing about it is God knows I'm, and I'm talking strictly to Mount Horeb now. God knows the complaint. And that's why he given us uh, the motto and the mission statement for our church, which is moving from religion to righteousness. We don't want to be uh, known as, a, as, as folk that go to church, but we want to be the church that ministers to those around us. We want to be the church. We want to be the place of refreshment in this desert land and a lot of the times my brothers and sisters we get down to our lowest points in life and we feel that God has forgotten forgotten about us and that God uh, has, has just left us to wander by ourselves just as the children of Israel did but a lot of the times he uses our darkest moments he uses those low moments in our lives so that he could redirect some thinking and uh, make some changes in our life uh, to better us for what he has in store for us. Uh, it's the author, it's the theologian Gene Getz that says today, 2020, God still specializes in developing our character by allowing us to face challenges in areas we need to grow and develop. My brothers and sisters, if, if you believe that God has not answered a prayer that you have prayed to him, it just may be in that area you need to grow and develop. I, and I'm speaking mainly to myself. Uh, yes, uh, God, didn't, uh, God didn't give me what I asked for when I thought I needed or when I thought I was ready for it. But he had to take me through some low moments in order to get me to the place where he wanted me to be. And I can say all praise due to my heavenly father for what he has done. As I look back on my life and, and you ought to look back on your life and, and realize that God has been an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And so God knows in 2020 what the complaint is regarding uh, his church. He, 
He knows that, that it seems to be an uphill climb to organize a church in this time. But I just believe that if we're doing what God has called us to do, which is to reach the masses and to tell somebody about uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then he has the power to do all things, which leads me to my last point. Not only does God know where the camp is, and not only does God know what the complaint is, but lastly, uh, God knows where the canteen is. I wish I had some, some help up in here. God knows where the canteen is in this, in this thirsty land. It's verse 5 and 6 that tells us uh, about the canteen that God provided there in Rephidim when the children of Israel didn't have anything to drink. And verse 5 says, And the Lord, this is after Moses cried unto the Lord, and asked, what shall he do that the people are already uh, about ready to stone him? And then verse 5 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest uh, the river, take in thine hand, and go. And then verse 6 says, Behold, I will stand before thee, Thereupon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders. My brothers and sisters, people uh, should receive the water of life when they come to the Mount Horeb Baptist Church. And I'm not just talking about the preached word, but each and every individual member that we have should be practicing uh, the lifestyle of Jesus. We should be talking about the goodness of Jesus. We should be uh, experiencing the goodness and the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because we find out that uh, we can find out where the canteen is simply by reading our Holy Bible. The water of life and all that he was about is found in this Holy Writ. And as I talk about knowing where the canteen is and talk about being a mountain of ministry to our brothers and sisters in Christ and even those outside of the will of God, I'm reminded about the Apostle Paul talking to young Timothy, and he told him that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. If we are to move from religion to righteousness, there'll be no other way to do it but by getting in this holy word. If we are to move from religion to righteousness, it will be by del delving into this holy writ. 
and allowing each and every area of our lives to resemble Jesus Christ as much as humanly possible. You see, this staff that Moses was to take and to smoke the rock with, the staff was a symbol of power, and holding it was a sign of dependence and trust in God. And my brothers and sisters, I stand here telling you that my trust, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness because he is who makes us righteous. It's, it's not we and we ourselves who, who make ourselves righteous, but, but Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father and he makes intercession on each and every one of our behalves. And so when God looks upon this frail humanity, when God looks upon, in the words of Deacon uh, 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 George Lyers, something so ugly as me and so ugly as you, and I'm not talking about facial features, I'm talking about the inside of us, something so ugly as us, he, he doesn't see our sin nature, but he sees Jesus Christ who gave his life on Calvary's cross for each and every one of us. And that's all we want to do as a church, spread the name of Jesus so that we can be a mountain of ministry, which simply is meeting the needs of others. Israel was at a place, at a spot when they needed something to drink. My wife, the first lady of the Mount Horeb Baptist Church watches a show, and I watch it with her, called Naked and Afraid. They, they, they got covering on uh, the. They black out the, the stuff, but it's Naked and Afraid. And what I've learned from Naked and Afraid is that when folk go into a desert place or wherever it is they go, the first thing that they look for is a water source. And so Israel was in a spot that I like to think was like naked and afraid where they had to find some type of water so, so that they could continue on their journey. And so it's with that being said that as we labor to be about the ministry of God, about telling folk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we first of all must depend on God for him to lead and guide us just as he's done prior, what he's doing now, and what he shall do in the future. Because he knows where the camp is. He knows what the complaint is. And he knows where the canteen is. And so it's our job to spread the canteen, to give the canteen to uh, this thirsty world. And so we're laboring to be a mountain of mission, but also laboring to be a mountain of ministry, which is simply being a source of refreshment in a desert. Shall we bow? Dear Father, we thank you once again for what you are doing through the Mount Horeb Baptist Church. Thank you, Lord, for what you are showing through the study of your word. That not only was 
that this wasn't something conjured up uh, in the minds of, of humans, but that you have ordained it, that you have signed off on it. We thank you for the membership that we have. We ask, oh God, that you will give us a, a willing people that will be willing to go out and share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ask and pray that you would allow us to be uh, refreshment in this desert in which we live. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity just to be called your own. And we ask and pray that your Holy Spirit will lead and guide us in the way that is most pleasing to you as we labor to be about your ministry. Help us, Lord, to move from religion to righteousness so that everything that we say, everything that we do will be pleasing in your sight. All these things we ask in your darling son, Jesus' name. And all who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. My prayer is that someone was helped out on tonight uh, through our Tuesday night insight. Join us once again on next week uh, where we shall still be talking about happenings at Horror. Uh, we want to remember uh, 11 o'clock Sunday uh, will be our starting time at our temporary location. Also, let me uh, let you know that uh, the giving information for anyone, uh, for our members who would like to take part in offering, uh, for any friends who may be logged in and you just want to be a blessing uh, to the Mount Horeb Baptist Church, uh, the giving information is there. And while we're talking about giving, we're still collecting uh, donations uh, for our scholarships to give to our graduating seniors. Please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, you specify what you want to do. Uh, but we we're asking, we're asking uh, that a few of you, if we can just get 20 folk to, to uh, commit to $200 uh, before September, then we will be able to give our four graduates uh, $1,000 scholarships each. Uh, our executive pastor, myself, and uh, Sister Cindy Russell has already committed uh, to the $200, so there's a lot of room, amen, for, for other commitments. We thank you and we praise you. We bless God that you've taken time out uh, to share in our Tuesday night insight. Uh, be on the lookout for more information as it pertains to the Mount Horeb Missionary Baptist Church. God bless you and God keep you. Uh, may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each and every one of us. From now until forevermore, in the name of Jesus, we pray. And all who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Amen.